This is Plant-Based Briefing. Meat producers have a new animal to farm by Matilda Nunez del Prado Alanes at sentientmedia.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I narrate articles on healthy, compassionate, and sustainable living in about 10 minutes or less every weekday with permission. Today's article is from sentientmedia.org. And this particular article is one I have queued up. I've got a couple queued up about insect farming when I learned about it. It's pretty disturbing. It's completely unnecessary and, of course, just cruel. But I bumped this one up in the queue because I received an email last Thursday from someone wanting to be a guest on this podcast. I get these emails all the time people who obviously have never listened to the podcast because they don't know I don't have guests. But this was an email saying, hey, what if a plant-based diet isn't the way to eat healthily and save the planet? And what if eating crickets is? Eli Halpern's Golden Cricket Protein Bars are creating a healthy planet and promoting a healthy planet one bar at a time. By using crickets as a protein source, people can save water, save cows, save land, all while enjoying a nutrient-dense protein source that won't demolish our environment. Could we book Eli as a guest on Plant-Based Briefing to discuss the sustainability and sensibility of consuming crickets? Hard no, but I responded, saying, Sorry, no, I'm an ethical vegan and I'm vehemently opposed to eating crickets. I wish Eli Halpern and others would just leave them alone. And I was quite disturbed and I'm still upset to know that there are companies out there going out of their way to farm crickets and insects. Just leave them alone. But anyway, just a couple hours later, I get tagged on Instagram where Golden Cricket Inc. had tagged me, my voiceover Instagram, not even plant-based briefing Instagram. They took a screenshot of my email response to them and put it on their story and tagged me saying, hey, at Plant Powered Voiceover, Farming agriculture kills trillions of insects and millions of rodents annually. Cricket protein is actually more ethical and nutritious and sustainable than plant protein. It did make me want to get some of these articles out here on the podcast because it's such an important message. And the myth that farming plants kills more animals or insects than farming animals is just so wrong. It's been debunked many times, but check out episodes 377 and 378 for an article by Ed Winters, Earthling Ed at Surge Activism, that completely debunks it. And you'll hear in this article that there's a cricket farm in Canada that kills between 8 and 10 million individuals every single week. I mean, how is that more ethical? Anyway, now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Meat producers have a new animal to farm, by Matilda Nunez del Prado Alanes at sentientmedia.org. Meat producers have a new animal to farm. In an effort to be more sustainable, the industry is turning to insects as an alternative source of protein. But new research on insect sensitivity and behavior raises ethical questions about this surprising trend. Humans have fed on insects for centuries and continue to do so today. According to the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, in 2013, insects were still part of the traditional diet of at least 2 billion people around the world, mostly in Africa, Latin America, and Asia. Most of the small, six-legged land animals consumed for food today are collected from the wild. However, in some countries, insect farms have existed for several decades. 
such as the case in Thailand, where experts estimate there are 20,000 small to medium-scale cricket farms and about 5,000 for palm weevil larvae, and in China, where there are even some industrial-scale cockroach farms intended mainly for the production of medicines and animal feed. Cambodia, the Lao People's Democratic Republic, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and Kenya also have insect farms, mostly for crickets. Most of these farms are small-scale and not technologically developed. In the global north, the insect-based food industry is an emerging sector that is growing rapidly. Until recently, in addition to cultural rejection by potential consumers, one of the main barriers to the growth of the industry was in the legal field, since most Western countries did not have regulations that allowed the marketing of edible insects. However, recently, the EU authorized the use of insects as animal feed, and the United States approved the use of black soldier flies in dog food. Also, Canada allows the marketing of food products based on insects of some species for both human and animal consumption. These initiatives are being replicated in other countries, which creates a favorable legal framework for the growth of the sector. Canada currently has the largest cricket farm for human consumption in North America, where between 8 and 10 million individuals are harvested each week. In addition to several insect farms whose production is destined to feed for fish, poultry, and pets, one of the world's largest insect farms was opened in the Netherlands in 2019, and France is among the leading producers of insects. Meanwhile, the U.S. is projected to produce about 60,000 metric tons of animal feed and 20,000 metric tons of oils for poultry and swine rations per year at the world's largest insect farm to be constructed in Illinois by 2024. According to Statista, the global edible insect market could grow from 406 million in 2018 to 1.2 billion by 2023. The projections are so high that even some food industry giants such as Wilbur Ellis, Cargill Inc., and McDonald's have thrown their hats in the ring. The Insect Farming Propaganda In recent years, the insect-based food industry, supported by the FAO, has successfully championed insects as a sustainable source of protein. Insects require much less water and land and emit much fewer greenhouse gases than conventionally farmed animals to produce the same amount of protein. In addition, the industry says it could contribute to reducing food and agricultural waste worldwide. The list of so-called advantages is so long that several prestigious Western media outlets, such as The Guardian, Financial Times, National Geographic, BBC, The Times, New Scientist, The New York Times, Netflix, and WWF, Wired, and Forbes, among others, celebrate the initiative. But for insect farming to deliver on these promises, the industry must grow in large magnitudes, which in turn could present some environmental and health problems. In an article published in the journal Trends in Ecology and Evolution, a group of scientists states that, quote, a lack of basic research on almost all aspects of production means the future environmental impact of the mass rearing of insects is largely unknown, unquote. In their opinion, it is not enough to compare the insect feed conversion ratios, or FCRs, with those of other farmed animals to determine their sustainability. Quote, While it is true that insects may offer significantly better FCRs and a smaller land-use footprint compared to traditional livestock systems, this does not guarantee that the insects as food industry will be environmentally friendly, unquote, they state. In an interview with Reuters, Asa Berggren, a conservation biologist at the Swedish University of Agricultural Sciences, and the paper's co-author expressed concern about the largely unknown impacts of the mass rearing of insects. Quote, How do you produce the feed they eat? Where do you produce it? What do you use? And are we going to use fossil fuels for heating and cooling the facilities where insects are grown? What about transportation? Unquote. 
are some of the questions she puts on the table. Considering that currently, according to the Eurogroup for Animals based on analysis from IPFF, a group that promotes insects for human consumption and animal feed, around a third of insect producers use commercial feed, which includes soy, Berggren's questions do not seem so out of place. Others question the possible negative effects of the industry on biodiversity. For insect farming to work, scientists need to build a better bug, reads one headline. Indeed, for the industry to make enough profit to stay afloat, it needs to reduce production costs as much as possible and in turn generate more merchandise. In the case of insect farming, this means they need insects that grow more and in less time. The industry has already put its best scientists to the task, creating genetically modified versions of the insects that are currently being bred the most. Mealworms, crickets, and grasshoppers for human food, and black soldier flies, house flies, and others for animal feed. What happens if insects are accidentally released in a country to which they are imported? Insects are tiny and they get out, says Green. Little is known about the possible impacts of a leak, much less in the case of a leak that involves genetically modified animals. Alarmingly, there is also not much information on the zoonotic diseases that mass production of new insect species could cause. What about insects themselves? Even if insect farming turns out to be more sustainable than raising cows, chickens, and pigs for food, proponents rarely mention the ethical concerns that the industry raises. The research surrounding the sentience, emotions, behavior, intelligence, and other relevant aspects of insects' lives is quite recent, so the scientific community has yet to come to a consensus in terms of just how much pain and suffering insect farming would cause. However, more and more studies linked here support the idea that many species of insects experience a variety of different emotions. Andrew B. Barron and Colin Klein, scientists from Macquarie University, consider, quote, insect brains may indeed be capable of phenomenal consciousness and have the capacity to be aware of sensations and emotions, unquote. In a similar path, a recent BBC article mentions that, quote, there's mounting evidence that insects can experience a remarkable range of feelings and that they can be optimistic, cynical, or frightened and respond to pain, just like any mammal would, unquote. According to Jonathan Balcombe, Ph.D. in ethology and author of the book Superfly, flies exhibit discerning social lives, idiosyncratic behavior, and sensitivities to stimuli that could be very similar to our own. For example, fruit flies are able to learn from what their peers are doing. They even suffer from insomnia and react to human-effective analgesics for chronic pain in a similar way we do. Quote, if industry predictions prove accurate, these farms might soon kill upwards of 50 trillion insects a year. That is more insects killed for food in a single year than the number of mammals killed by humans for food in the entire history of civilization, unquote. Writes Jeff Sebo, director of the Animal Studies MA program at New York University, and Jason Shoecraft, senior research manager at think tank Rethink Priorities. In addition, the conditions to which insects are subjected can lead to premature death as well as cannibalism, which is common among other farmed animals when they're under a lot of stress. Even if it's not yet certain that insects are sentient, the latest studies suggest there's a good chance they are. According to Dr. Steve Cook, Associate Professor of Political Theory at the University of Leicester, quote, it's important not to exclude insects from consideration and perhaps to adopt a precautionary principle given the risks to them of getting it wrong, unquote. Ethical concerns around the rapid growth of insect farming are growing, in part because producers plan to sell most of the insects as animal feed. According to European Circular Bioeconomy Fund, growing numbers reveal that most of the insect meal produced will be used for livestock and fish feed. 
The fund states that producers are banking on the market for animal feed as the more immediate business and growth opportunity for the insect industry. This means that despite the industry's promise to be more sustainable than traditional animal farming, it will be virtually impossible for it to be more ethical. You just listened to Meat Producers Have a New Animal to Farm by Matilda Nunez del Prado Alanes at sentientmedia.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. Please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.